once more with feeling. Once more, once more. You know, those are just words. Words. All I have to offer is words. Just words. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. What's going on, my beautiful peoples? I hope everybody's excited on this wonderful Saturday holiday weekend before the actual holidays. But I've been rocking like this whole month as holidays. Because if I don't start like doing the decorations right after Thanksgiving. We'll be doing it today. Yeah, literally. It's yeah. like a week before. And then why am I going to bother? Yeah. Like, no, then you'll be in my situation. Yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving yeah. decorations. It's up. like a mad work. And yeah. I'm only going to enjoy it for like una semana. Yeah. Yeah. No, because no. you keep it after New Year's, no? You yeah. can. I think At least so. until At Three least, Kings. Yeah, least. Three Kings. And nah. then you take it down. Nah. But, yeah. but you know what? I've learned this, this actually in the last couple of years, but in white people world, right? They, <laughs> they fuck because we like to go tree cutting and before we used to save it for like the first or second week of December mm. but yo by then the pickings get super slim there's nothing so we need them and so what we learned is that this year because of global warming and lack of rain there have been fewer trees and oh. so when oh. we went to go pick uh, go get our tree they were already like reserves and they were only doing tree cutting up to December 5th wow yeah and we went the day before Thanksgiving. Yo, we went two days before Thanksgiving. One day. One day. Oh, yeah, yeah we went on we a went Wednesday. Wednesday. And so uh, that that was a whole nother yeah. thing, like learning lesson. That, oh, shit, there's global warming shit. It's just real. It's real. Yeah. Yeah. It's just fucking up yeah. Christmas, too, bro. Yeah, but also mass consumerism. Like, how many that trees too, get though. fucking shit, shut down? Come on. Oh, this is like, coño, I mean, yeah. they do grow a lot of trees. Like, we see a lot of baby trees, but okay. you know, those are like another 20 years before, before they're like this. That, yeah. you know? Can't grow fast yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck yeah. are we doing? A whole tree yeah. farm. But, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's more sustainable, too. Like, plastic trees? Like, a shit ton nah, of plastic trees? Or that, shit, that shit lasts a long time. You see, our grandma tree been lasting since the 90s, bro. <laughs> it's true. That shit since the 90s. It's she still true. puts that crooked yeah. Put it back in the pack up, put it in a box. Yeah, like, she throws that shit out the box it oh throws that shit on yeah, if anything what's very impressive is how that box is still holding <laughs> with no Same tape box. with Same no box. tape it's from like fucking uh, Rite Aid 1997 that's facts. when they made really facts. good cardboard yeah, that's what I'm saying for real and it's, better it's, products too it's, it's fucking yeah, amazing yeah. she still yeah, got that shit strong cheaper. shout out to grandma yo, shout out to grandma <laughs> <laughs> for real yo, yo my mom bro uh, these lovely voices that you're hearing on deck we got my brother my man man dre drizzle yes 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 <laughs> happy to be here happy to be here been waiting for this conversation with my man jay so yeah let's get into it i just want to go straight into, into it, it. you don't want to hit me with a new mantra for the week i am humbled that's what i've been mantraing this every <laughs> morning i got a new mantra and i yeah i'm humbled man. Humble? i'm humbled I'm, especially with this okay. conversation because you know i've been through my stuff so I am very, very humbled, man. So beautiful, brother, beautiful, and it's always phenomenal to have you on deck, my the honorable, the lovely eight lady age. <laughs> always a pleasure being here. <laughs> uh, we every time I chill with you, and like we still have dates and shit, even though we're like three years deep. And then, that doesn't yeah. sound like a long time, but then when you hear other people's relationships, and they're like six months in, and they're like, yeah, they can't sound. See, I've been doing pretty good. <laughs> We've been holding it down. We've been holding it down. And, and we were too. out on a date yesterday. Uh, yo, like, we were supposed to go to a show, but we got so caught up in having a conversation yeah, that nice. we showed up like, 
an hour before the shit ended. <laughs> oh, wow. But we, we caught Frank Knight's performance. Yes. So that's what we that, came that, for. That's yeah. literally we what went we went to go Shout out to yeah. Frank Knight. Yeah, Shout out yeah, to my yeah. brother. He Frank. killed it. He yeah. didn't do a backflip. No flips? Yo, no I flips. Was so tight. Fuck. Yeah. Y'all recorded some or nothing? We, 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 he got footage. I got some footage. Uh, in our, but I was hoping for the flip to show yeah, the show. Yeah. yeah. Where, where was the show at? It was in fucking Bushwick. Bushwick, Brooklyn, at some warehouse. That space. Very Bushwick. I got all love for Brooklyn, but fuck. It's just fuck. It's We're like literally on the opposite. Literally. But he came the last (laughs) week. He came all the way here and he showed up like a little cansado. Like, okay, I'm here. It's an hour plus every time. (laughs) It's usually worth it, though. It is. But the thing is, he took the big hill up here. He didn't take the elevator up. So he was just tired from walking all the way out of 191st Street through the tunnel and then going up the big hill. Yeah, Yeah, he was ready to turn around. Yeah. He was like, Fuck this podcast. In the middle of that hill is where you start questioning yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, you start like, questioning <laughs> life in the yeah. middle of that hill, bro. You start like questioning all your choices. Yes. It's like, why am I out of breath? <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. Uh, and that other voice that you're hearing, the lovely uh, voice that we got on deck today, is a guest that I've been trying to have on since we crossed paths, what, two months ago? Two, three months ago? Yeah. And... Uh, because of the rigors of life, things don't always pan out. But today on our season finale, we have you, which makes it all the much more uh, impactful because this is the moment that I've been waiting for to close out strong, to bring up meaningful subjects and, and conversations that, you know, impact everyday lives. And so I'm really excited to have on deck uh, Director of Communication Initiatives Impact for On Point, my brother Jason. Please tell me that I got the title right. You got an A for effort, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the effort. You really tried. I saw you. Oh, yeah, he, he had yeah, it. He was, what, what was what is it's it? Director of Community Initiatives Community. and Impact. Community, Community bro. Community <sighs> Initiatives and Impact. I think you got a little nervous there yeah. trying to get it yeah. all out. It's all yeah. good. It's a mouthful. So. <laughs> you killed it. You killed it. Took me a minute to get that <laughs> yeah. down too, you know. I had to go in the mirror and like. I'm pretty sure when myself. people go to the, to, the to go see you in your yes. place, they be like, yeah. I just want to see the director. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's yeah. the director. Yo, well, man, the thing is that how big is your motherfucking card, bro? Or how small <laughs> is the card? <laughs> I actually got a digital card, so it's like the, the, the QR code and then all my info comes up. Oh, El Diablo. Yeah. So, Director of Community Initiatives and Impact. Yes, sir. My yes, man. Sir. For on point. Let's go. Now I got it on the... It's official title. Now, yeah. It's not right now. Official title. Thank you. (laughs) And we had to drop a bomb in there. Drop a bomb. Drop a bomb. Um, It's only right. And just for the listeners and the people that don't know what any of that means, um, would you like to elaborate on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, at On Point, I'm responsible for all of our outward-facing work. That means I run our outreach and public safety teams. That's a... a department, uh, an entire uh, group of, of staff that I have. We're standing at 24 right now. Basically, a bunch of harm reduction specialists, a couple of managers to run those crews. They're out in the community. They're doing syringe litter cleanup. They're distributing Narcan. They're engaging homeless people um, and to give them food or, or see, you know, how can we help. Um, yeah. Anyone who's, you know, people who, who are observed using it in public, using mm. using drugs in public, they're trying to redirect them to our facility where they can use under the, the supervision of a trained uh, professional. 
Um, but aside from that, they're they're also dealing with community members, right? Um, just talking to people, engaging them, letting them know what it is that we do, what we don't do, um, and and also just you know just trying to bridge that gap. Like there's a lot of people who who struggle with addiction quietly right that's like a silent so like sorry. there's a lot of people who don't talk about it because of the stigma that's that's attached to to drug use so um my guys are out there like trying to you know um like bridge the gap in in, in that respect um I, I will share this the way we um crossed paths was at a washington heights town hall meeting and it was uh the the conversation that day was surrounding uh the the, the trash conditions mm -hmm. right so it was about sanitation and within that that experience, what I did learn is the outside of just the normal ideas of bureaucracy, which is to push the bucket around and not do shit and nothing get done. <laughs> uh, this only reaffirmed that suspicion and that belief because you had the parks department, right? So like people were like, "Yo, this is trash," and why isn't this trash picked up and sanitation was like well that's not my department it's parks department and then parks department was like well actually the trash that you're referring to is something that you should be reaching out to nypd and then nypd was like no actually you got to redirect that to new york city health and then they, once you get to new york city health how do you get to them you do 311 and yo it becomes a whole circle back and forth yeah that's and, and that's not my first time experiencing that with them on that side subject like we we tr i know you want to no, you no, know, no. do your thing no, but no, like we go, try brother. to position ourselves as first of all we're we're just like a small non-profit right yeah. like we're we, we just passed 100 staff like we were smaller than that before and this is a huge problem right washington heights is a huge community addiction is much a, a much larger issue than any one organization group or individual right so we still try to position ourselves as the solution to this. Mm. While they're doing all that, yep. several meetings, several different instances. We had a, De La Rosa had a walkthrough of, of the tunnel of 168, of 191st, of 181st, and they're rehashing that same conversation. Oh, it's actually you. Oh, it's actually them. Oh, oh, every quarter, once a month, blah blah blah. And we're like, yo, but we do we do it we do it every day. We're, we're here. We're are we are here. We're the ones out here. Our guys. We we're a little four person team, right? Is that we're the ones out here, so why don't y'all just give us money to do this? Mm -hmm. And we can hire more people, and we can be more effective and cover right. more ground. And we did a whole proposal, and we and and they was like, they looked at that, and they was like, nah. what, what wow. was the budget number you threw at them? Do you, I mean, if you don't mind so, sharing. So uh, specifically, this was for a, a, a kiosk initiative in, in the subway system, which mm. are syringe drop boxes. Mm -hmm. Do those work? Um, yeah, they do work. They're, they're yeah. effective. It's not an overnight solution, right? Yeah. Like, you got to, like, right. teach people, like, yo, use the box. Use the box, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, don't toss them in the tracks. Yeah. Don't toss them in the garbage. Yeah. Like, use the box. Um, and, like, you know, after a while, it, like, the message gets gets through. And Just, just to give our listeners yeah. a bit of a context to, to that bit of the conversation, just yeah. because I, I want to make sure that everybody it is, this is as transparent as possible, especially for people that may not be aware of what, the problem is outside of new york Absolutely. and so when he's referring uh, when jason's referring to the uh the kiosk in the kiosk is in in the the walkthroughs in the, the train stations 168 181st 191st uh is because there's a lot of syringe litter which means is the the addiction it is uh people are just tossing these syringes on the streets and all these issues are coming about that now it's you know raise the conversations of public safety public awareness and um and so one of the solutions that 
Jason and his team has been proposing is a kiosk is a drop-off box where basically where, where people can use their syringes and then rather than tossing them in regular garbage it's a bio drop-off yeah. in that sense right so yes. that's a nice yeah. way of putting it yes, great job. um and so one of the um, one of the things just so, so we can get context i can give listeners context of how we cross paths was you were in a room in a setting of i would say a lot of white or old white people <laughs> and a lot of old dominican people um just if you don't have an experience uh, of how old Dominican people uh, communicate, it's not always usually the most effective means. No, not at all. <laughs> no. not I mean, a lot of yelling. It's a lot of yelling, a lot, a lot of, of shoot first, yeah, a lot of, yeah, 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 of pointing the finger. There's a big yeah. gap in communication yeah. skills. Yeah, 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 so there's yeah. a very, very big yeah. void. And as I'm sitting there, I'm listening, and I'm seeing the entire dynamic of the conversation because it was a trash uh, town hall meeting syringe litter was something that people were eager to really discuss and tackle however it that i learned that day that it does not fall under sanitation it does not fall under uh uh one of the one of the city agencies it doesn't it doesn't because they're not it's not their job to go picking up biological biohazardous waste it's new york city health and mm. they they're the ones supposed to go out there and do that however i believe then they subcontract you guys like teams like you guys to to go out and do these efforts um more of the story being that you're in a room where it's a lot of shouting and screaming and like i want to talk about this and our congressman came in uh adriano espaya and i will share that the brother the brother's presence because he showed up late was how late y'all i'm talking about like dominican time late yeah like, bad? like more than an hour no more than like an hour, hour late started at seven and they yeah. showed up like at a cool one eight thirty nine o'clock yeah. like, but there's somebody speaking there while well, they waiting man, for him or it, what is it no it, at that point were, it was uh, it was open to the public forum oh, okay. to talk with the rah 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 you know and and if i'm not like don't hold me verbatim but the speech was something along the lines of yo and i'm tired of these streets being dirty and i see the drug use and i see all the problems and that's it I, you know no more this is not happening in our neighborhood anymore we're gonna put them in in the in, in the hospitals we're gonna give them trained professional help blah 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 and like going the fuck off and in essence antagonizing um people who run programs such as yourself mm. now you know uh after that because i heard you speak to one of carmen de la rosa councilwoman carmen de la rosa's assistants mm -hmm. and and i wanted to join in on the conversation listen because i didn't pinpoint i just wanted to listen and you taught me a lot that evening uh in regards to humanizing the approach mm -hmm. and because the way you know my socio-psychological approach with people who need help have has in our community in communities of colors have always been dismissive always toss them to the side and then you know my whole theory of how these people are, are being weaponized to scare us like then that's my whole shit right yes. and i and then how they've been utilized and been placed and all this kind of stuff however you know my everyday to day conversations with people on a casual level uh, prior to meeting you was I'm tired of these motherfucking junkies that like verbatim you know what I'm saying this yeah. is the way I was talking in full transparency but after our conversation I was like damn man you know what I shouldn't be dismissive of our brothers and sisters that do need help 
And am I qualified to help a motherfucker? No. <laughs> but <laughs> by no means. But uh, I cross paths with them quite often and quite frequently where it, outside of just humanizing them, it's, you know, I've had conversations with them. I've seen brothers pass out. I've seen brothers on the verge of death and they use the, the Noxcam? Naloxone or Narcan. Narcan, yeah. And, and my mans are being brought to life and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, for me, the easy solution is like, yo, I just don't want this shit in my hood because I know the, the issues that are happening. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what, man? If we don't make the shift to help, then who the fuck will, mm -hmm. right? Because then they will just keep getting tossed aside. And, mm -hmm. and so, which now that roundabout story is what leads us to having this conversation today because within the five minutes we spoke, I felt you gave me a lifetime worth of education and awareness. And I, and I just wanted not only our listeners, but any potential future listeners to be aware of how we can maybe bridge that gap and communicate um, those issues. Because the entire world does, uh, the entire country has this fucking problem. It's an yeah. epidemic. Yeah. However, in our great state of New York, there's only two parts that have these helps, uh, which is Harlem and Washington Heights. I mean, I, I'm only going to tie a lot of shit together regarding developers. <laughs> and I'm just going to say them niggas been like buying a lot of property on the cheap. And I don't know too many white developers that are known to buy shit on the cheap when they know shit's going to get worse. Yeah. They usually right. buy it when shit's about to get better. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. But uh, I'm not here to be a conspiracy theorist. I'm just saying I'm putting the numbers <laughs> together. Oh, no, it's definitely, that's definitely happening, especially with the, the development of the two, the two, the, what is it? The, the Second Avenue subway? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is really happening. I yeah. that. Fuck. Yeah. 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 Murder. So right now they they pretty much at ninety sixth Street, right? Mm. Uh, I don't know exactly mm -hmm. where it stands, but I think it's at that around that area. And I was at another town hall in Harlem, and they were talking about that. They were like, "Yo, if people come and they're trying to buy you out of your shit, make sure that you're getting the right amount of money because everything ninety six and below, they were getting paid quarter million, mm. more than a hundred thousand, yeah. this and that. And then all of a sudden, once they pass ninety six, they talking <laughs> about his fifty k, here's eighty. <laughs> Here's Damn. 80k and, and a year's off. worth of rent, like yeah, wow. you know. This is savage. Man. So, so like it was like bring that awareness. Like it's gonna be construction. If you do want to leave, get paid. Like don't wow. don't, don't take the, those low ball. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Offers. I don't know. Make them hustle. Yeah. It's it's wild, man. Um, how did you get into this? Let, let's so mind if I ask you your origin story. How yeah. did you get into this <laughs> origin story? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Superhero yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love a good origin story. <laughs> your origin. So it, it, it's funny because, uh, like, I, I all right. Back in the day, I thought I, I used to want to be a cop, right? Mm. Sheesh. Can't believe I said that out loud. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I was going through that process and, like, I got arrested during that. Mm. So I was like, man, fuck these wow. fools. Like, never again, right? <laughs> so then I was like, how can I still, because I wanted to help, right? I wanted to, I was like, yo, I could be a good cop. I could be a community policing, all that bullshit. So then I'm like, how can I still help my community? Like, you know, I'm, I'm an 80s baby, so I grew up during the crack era. I saw how drugs impacted my community. I saw, you know, how HIV impacted my community. Mm -hmm. So I ended up, like, doing, you know, like, 
entry level social work and things like gotcha. that, like like patient navigation. So I entered the field through doing HIV work. So mm-hmm. I've been I've been doing HIV work since 2011. Um, I was doing work in the Bronx with people who had uh, co-occurring conditions, chronic illnesses, um, helping them navigate the system and things like that. Right. So again, right. And why why does why does that even exist? Because I was working with people who are marginalized and mm-hmm. you know by default by the system that we live in you know they're suffering so mm. helping them figure figure out those things trying to get people stable on their medication and things like that the place that i worked for um because of the the the, the journey that hiv has has been through right aids um at this point this is like let's say let's call it 2015 um funding for the hiv work is, is drying up now because mm. now hiv is under control right yeah, people are yeah. undetectable you can have sex and not spread it i think you, got, you can just pop a pill every you morning can pop, yeah, pop, you can pop yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah like yo <laughs> Look at magic, bro. It's real. Right, right, right. Right. And that's like, like the yeah. 90s. Yeah, I mean, yeah. these people so are dying. He's had that his whole life, and he's not, and he's like undetectable. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. Like spreading like, if I, if a yeah. chick were to tell me she smashed a dude that had it, but it's undetectable, I'm like, mm. undetectable means that that's it can be passed risk. off, right? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So it is still high risk, right? It's still. That no, 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 just the behavior is oh. high risk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're taking chances. Where your condoms? Fuck with these bitches, man. Right, but no, but science will say that you know you should science. be fine. Fuck that. that yeah. That's when I, when I trust yeah. science. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> that, that sounds more like profit to me. <laughs> so the the place that I was working, uh, funding is drying up across the board for organizations wow. and nonprofits that are doing HIV because it's like, yo, we're, this is kind of like looking down the scope. You can see that you know we we got a handle on this. Mm-hmm. So. Um, my group and several other organizations decided to start merging to kind of like stay true to their their missions right so my my um organization that was working with strictly hiv and aids positive people um, merged with a harm reduction organization in the bronx and that's how i I learned about harm reduction Mm. and syringe exchange and all that um, fast forward, like I left that I left that organization. I did outreach for a community healthcare network, um, and then I was like, "This shit is like too clinical." It's like it wasn't like it was good work because you know I ran a big team and we were out there and we were doing outreach and trying to get people enrolled into our program and blah 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 and care and it was great. It was fine, but still, it felt like this is too clinical. It's too like you know. It's, it's not what I really want. So while it was a positive experience, I learned how to, you know, I learned a lot of skills that I needed to be a better leader and be more organized and shit like that. I came back, I, I came back to this side and I was like, Yo, I want I want to get back into that. So I reached out to a contact that, what well, was once Corner Project. Gotcha. Um, um, someone that I worked at, at, at Boom Health with, and he put me on. So I came in as a manager. I came back doing the HIV work, right? Um, so I was overseeing the the care coordination department for, for the organization, uh, Corner Project, which is now on point. Um, we were homeless at that time because of some shit that de Blasio did. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were working on all the RVs. On, on I remember, Amsterdam. I remember the, the, the yeah. trucks yeah. coming yeah. up and down. Yeah, yeah. They were post up right here on the hundred eighty first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we were, so we've been. I mean, the the organization has been in the heights for a long time. I think two thousand and six, right? But the syringe litter and the 
and the organization were linked together once we became homeless. Mm. Because it was like, yo, what's up with these vans popped up out of nowhere? <laughs> now it's got And now yeah. there's syringes everywhere. Yeah. And these are the motherfuckers, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, yo, time out. Yeah. We've been here like 10 years. Yeah. Like, yeah. Chill. Like, it was just like de Blasio announced that they were they were, were going to launch the, the overdose prevention center. Nobody, he didn't tell nobody. So we ended up being homeless as an organization. We had to pivot. Mm. That put a serious cap on, on everything that we could do, right? right. People were just coming and grabbing syringes going to the park going to whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever uh, as opposed to before where they were coming to our facility and they were just staying there right mm. so then um that put us in the public spotlight um you know we were homeless for a couple of years we we visited over over 60 locations in the heights trying to find a spot wow eventually we landed where we are now which is on 180 for amsterdam oh wow isn't uh, so it's pretty wild like you're right across the street from a new development like uh, yeah. an entire whole right. building. We were a there hotel. first. Yeah. yeah, we was there first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't get that yeah. shit to and, 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 and they had a Trump flag on that Don't during the election. Shit too. Oh, they had a Trump nah, flag nah. there. Yeah. Oh wow. Yep. I mean, during their elections, surprised. yes. Yeah. I just yeah. want to put that out there. They let yeah. you know what's up. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but, yeah, but we were there first. Literally, literally, yeah, like yeah, yeah. we moved in that spot, yeah. and then construction started a couple of months yeah, later. Yeah, y'all moved in over here, bro. So yeah, or no, it's because the. Where you at now used to be a hardware store, yeah, right, yeah. correct. Yeah. 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 And they had so much fucking mierda on the windows, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dusty ass, yeah, dusty ass windows. And I'm like, what the fuck is that shit yeah. even open? But yeah. now they got like a big ass spot. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that's besides the point. It's, uh, but yeah, now I walked past it. I walked past your new your new location the other day, and I was like, oh shit, you're you know you're there. Like wow, you're right right here. Because uh, I got so used to seeing the vans and mm -hmm. all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, but so now people are able to stay at the place to, um, I guess, be supervised while. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a lot. It's a lot more than even that. Mm. Um, it's it's that the overdose prevention center is one program that we have. So we have a variety right now. It's it's the newest thing. Um, so I'll go I'll go into that. But I really want to talk about what makes us special is the other shit that's going on in the building. Mm -hmm. So the OPC, and this is a, a kind of like a, it's an official. It's it's a how, how can I say um, we it's a it was a program that we were running for for a couple of years already, right? An unsanctioned consumption program, basically. Mm. Um, what happened was when with syringe exchange programs, the Department of Health was like the the landscape. What it looked like was people were overdosing in Burger King when they yeah. first yeah. in the bathroom, right? McDonald's, like uh, pizza stores, whatever, train station, parks, right? They're overdosing everywhere. So as a syringe exchange program, DOH was like, yo, y'all got to be prepared for an overdose in your bathroom because look what's happening across the, the, the city. So wow. Logistics. So we're like, okay, so for us it was like, let's, you know, we can't deny a bathroom service to our program participants, so let's check on them every three to five minutes, right? Lo and behold, like, they, people were consuming in our bathroom, mm -hmm. so we're like, all right. So now we got to, like, really, like, assign someone to do this, right? Okay. And this is how it was born. Um, from the three to five minutes, it was like, okay, an overdose happened. We had to kick that fucking door in. Now it's like, let's remove the locks off the bathrooms. Mm -hmm. We saved that person, right? We've never lost anyone, but, you know, knock on wood. But, um... Like, that's how the protocol was, was born, right? Gotcha. So it's like, check every unsanctioned program, check every three to five minutes, 15-minute um, time limit, you know, in and out. Um, when DOH 
you know, circled the nonprofits that were all SSPs, syringe service providers, or SEP, syringe exchange pro- programs. They saw how we were running our shit, and they were like, yo, you guys literally have the infrastructure and a lot of the pro- of the protocol tra- and the training to take the the what would be the organic next step, which is to make basically make this an official program, right? Build, gotcha. build it out into a consumption room. You wrote the manual for them. Right, mm-hmm. basically, basically. So you build it out into a room where, and then you're minimizing even the the observation time so it's like now mm-hmm. you're you can see the per, the the yeah. moment mm-hmm. when a person begins to overdose oh, and wow. we're no longer reversing the overdose we're uh-huh. we're we're intervening or we're preventing it wow. from wow. happening so that allows us to use a, a an a, a microdose amount of narcan mm-hmm. yeah naloxone mm-hmm. which is a tenth um mm-hmm. and it allows us to use intramuscular as well as opposed to that nasal oh, spray the nasal, yeah. that nasal spray is good if you come across someone in, you know in a park or in, or in a lock behind the locked door and you don't know how long they've been out for you yeah. can use that because that's a full dose wow. yeah so you that, that, that's, that's what like i've seen and yeah. like they yeah. dude, f- the dude that saved the homie was like yeah. yo my man nah he's all right and i'm like yo my man was about to die bro. yeah yeah and he's like yeah. nah he's all right. he's just gonna be shitting yeah. for like a week they used to it sends you into withdrawal right away for 90 minutes the the micro dose is 30 minutes observation tops like depending on how many you give you know but it's a tenth of the dose uh a milligram basically um so the program right so we we were able to expand that um through a de blasio initiative and whatnot um to date we've had over 50 650 overdose interventions wow, wow. um we have over 2,000 unique users for the program um and over 50,000 utilizations you know what i mean that's a big that's, yeah between, wow. between both locations so it's wow. impactful like we like you know you still see drug use in the in the community um and syringe litter in the community but that's you know that's it's a byproduct mm-hmm. um it's it's it shows that there's still a lot more work to do um that we still need support right just because we exist like doesn't mean that you know and it's not an overnight fix either right like right, right. um patient care patient choices is a thing too um and and again these are the people that we're working with are people that have been deeply marginalized and deeply stigmatized yeah. and, and hurt by 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 a lot of people and and you know mm-hmm. that they that they love and systems that are supposed to be providing them yeah. with care right mm-hmm. so for us a lot of those folks it's the last stop mm. so for us to rehumanize that experience right yeah. address people by their name destigmatize their drug use like come in and use in our program so we can help mm-hmm. you right um and that comes with a whole subset of issues even the drug use itself right their 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 poor techniques and practices that they use so yeah. people don't know how to find the vein yeah, yeah. so like right. we're teaching them how to do it so that they can you know, do it safely, right? right Instead of right. like you paniqueado in the alley yeah. or in the park and you like that and it's cold and you nervous yeah, and you're looking yeah, for the right. boys and that's your last $10 that you hustled the whole day for yeah. and it's like, nah, we're eliminating all of that. Come use here, like you clean supplies so they're not right. spreading HIV and hep C to mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. and whatever else. Um, and then if that whenever they're ready, if and when they are, we there to refer them to detox or to mm-hmm. to get them into a church bed so they don't sleep in the subway or in the park or in your rooftop, right, or in your basement. Um, like they, there's there's like it's a dynamic that is crazy. Honestly, That's I never wild. worked for an organization like On Point. Honestly, it's just, yeah. it's different. I I'm listening to you, man, and and it's tough. Like it's re- because it it's I, like how do you do? Like before I ask you what I'm about to ask you. 
how how are you like how taking in all that energy the like you like how does that affect you as a, a everyday day-to-day person like you good like it's a lot of truth lot, man like yeah. it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot yeah. how do you take care of yourself um, shit, I smoke mad weed. <laughs> <laughs> My man. In the facility? Yeah. I mean, you can't, you, in the OPC, yeah. you can't smoke yeah. in there, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, nah, you know, like, we all need um, forms of therapy, man. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, my, my, my director team, I really lean on them a lot, um, you know, for support. And we talk to each other and we debrief and we try to Got decompress. It. We also have a holistics program that I take full advantage of at least once a week. Um, that program is, exists in both of our locations in Harlem and in Washington Heights. So they offer acupressure, acupuncture, um, nice. Reiki, nice, massage, nice. Uh, sound therapy, right? So a whole bevy of those type of services, a chiropractor. So Thursday. Thursday staff appreciation day, you know I'm in that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and, and it, but it had to like I had to work myself to that because yeah. I was just like you know going like going going especially yeah. as I trans- transitioned into this role, I would just be going like yo I gotta get like all this shit done I got yeah. like all this staff I have you know all, all this community engagement that I gotta do, and both communities right this shit is crazy the whole diff is wild, and. <laughs> And so, like, like staff appreciation, the manager would come up and be like, yo, come get something. And I'd be like, yo, I, let me just send this email. And then, I'll, and then I would never make it, right? <laughs> and, then, and then the next week, he would come and be like, yo, did they fucking come last time? Come. And I'd be like, all right, but I, I'm, I'm about to jump into a meeting, this Zoom, or, or I got to go down, or the radio goes off. I'm like, yo. So then one day he came and he was like, yo, stop playing. Come downstairs. And I was like, and I was feeling it. I was like, yo. No, yeah. I was like, you're right. So I, yo, and ever since that day, and that was like a couple of months ago, you know, I've been working into my routine. Because that day I went down and I got chiropractor oh shit and, and then acupressure and I was floating wow. for the you rest floating, of the day you was yeah. I was like, just like yo I do need this shit you had a lot Real, of like, shit. like my back like you know and it's not like a deep yeah. tissue massage but it's it's a nice like you know medium touch and like you feel better after that yeah. you get to zen yeah, out for 30 yeah. minutes hell yeah like, yeah and then you know just check yo I check out on the weekends like if I'm not doing it I'm not doing it yeah no, um, no. you know I'm doing I try to like throw myself into whatever it is the, ne- the next whatever's in front of me mm-hmm. you know so, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I must say to keep it all the way honest cause I'm I'm, I'm in recovery myself yeah. and I did I just came out from doing a year and a half in a rehab mm-hmm. for alcohol and pills and when I was in the rehab I was against a harm reduction cause I didn't really know what was harm reduction I'm right, like alright right. right, it's a spot that people go get high what the yeah. fuck that's why they got rehab pa, 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 pa. but what I learned in my experiences is being in rehab for that long and the people that I met in rehab and the stories the circumstances they came from addiction is serious you know what yeah. I'm saying and you can't just not you can't just drop people off in rehab and expect them to be like yo stop come back out and okay, you, you know what I'm saying you're good you're good yeah you're good and, and it don't work like that yeah with no discharge plan no follow up plan you know what plan. I'm saying that's it don't work if, that's yeah why, yeah it don't work like that and and you know for people to really take um you know control of their of their addiction or come over come to a recovery status it depends on the circumstances. It depends how bad they want it. it depends, you know. It, it it depends on a lot of shit. You know, it's very multifactorial. Yeah, yeah. It depends on a lot of shit. And then the more I started learning about harm reduction, I was like, that is very needed. Because that is very needed. The 
the optics of how, and, and then I think this is what I would like our listeners to take away from this exchange, because this is what I took away from our exchange in the very, very beginning. The optics of the, the harm reduction programs are, in, in full transparency, niggas thought it was just a crack house. Yeah, like, like, that's the problem. Like, that was the problem. Like, these yeah, are the optics. Yeah, Yo, yeah, yeah. Oh, y'all just gang motherfuckers yeah, in there to do yeah, yeah, all the drugs, yeah. and in essence, a fucking crack house, right? Yeah, and it's man. like, yeah. yo, uh, you know, that that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, yes, you're right, it doesn't. <laughs> like, why yeah. would anyone voluntary crack house? They're giving you the tools to use? That's what I was thinking. We're going to give them drugs and we're gonna give them pipes and we're gonna give them so yo the optics you know Sleepy Joe is giving them nothing but syringes and crack pipes and da 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 and you know what I'm saying no and so I was like I I, naturally I just I'm like nah this doesn't add up like it doesn't make Mm -hmm. sense so when you shared with me no it's it's way more it's way more it's way more I was like okay and and it's basically a, a pathway to make uh, to allow people a safe space to get them off of the street number one mm-hmm. so the the idea is to, and then enroll them into becoming a participant in a program that could potentially lead them yeah. in, into a pathway of recovery and human humanization and reintegration in essence but the reality is this people have gone through a lot and they resort to uh, whatever it is that they're doing, whether it's heroin. I'm assuming it's all hardcore drugs, right? Like, yeah. And in order to get to that level, I think a lot of shit has to fall into place. So that I don't, I mean, I don't know a lot of people that just say, "Hey, today I'm just gonna do heroin." Yeah, like, I, I don't know, uh-huh. but I might be wrong. <laughs> and you know, so introducing this space, uh, it, it's I. Hearing you share today and right now, I know it's a lot of trial and error because, yo, shit, there's a lot of motherfucking variables. And something as what one deems simple as, hey, go use a bathroom for, like, whatever, everyday purposes. But then a motherfucker might die in there. Mm-hmm. And you got to plan now, perate, we got to knock and check. Not because we don't want you to use the bathroom, but because we don't want you to die. Right. We got to remove a lock. And we got, and, and yo, it's like, wow, yeah. man. So it, it, it gives me a deeper understanding and overstanding understanding because it's on the table overstanding because i got to see and it it gives me a better overstanding of the situation and it allows me to see that there's also a an outline a plan to how to get to a rehab level Mm -hmm. because i wasn't aware that you had a disdain for um Harm reduction yeah. at one point. Yeah, yeah, because I, I didn't really know about it like that. I thought exactly what you thought. It was a fucking crack house. And people <laughs> yeah, just go and, uh, people think and it's I see the levels mm-hmm. to it. You know, until I started working in the field, I was like, oh, okay, now I yeah. get what they're doing over there. Yeah, you're meeting you know them saying? where they're at. Exactly. Yeah. So it was like, not only that you going in there just to use, nah, but you got staff like yourself that is trying to point them to the right direction. Because people that are using, you know, they don't know when when they're trying to get they're just trying to get high at the moment and they close themselves off to the world because the world closed them closed them off you know what i'm saying but when you have people talking to them normal like i do at my job and my partner does shout out to um brother Ja, that is my partner um they just want to be talked to like a normal human being bro you know what i'm saying they want to see that people do care because they've been shunned all this time 100 percent. and it's just sad man it's just sad 
I when I saw the brother almost die in front of me, and I went and checked on on them again later. Um, one of the things that stuck stuck with me that he shared with that the guy that helped him uh, that he shared with me was, "Hey man, I thank you." For not just recording us and then leaving, and yeah. I was like, "God damn it!" Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, wait, yeah, that's what usually happens. Yeah. That's what usually happens. Yeah. And I'm like, "Wait," he goes, "Yeah, man, you know, motherfuckers just record us and then leave." No, you actually offered to call nine one one. That was so, and I was like, "Oh," I, I was like, thank, decency. Thank you. I, I didn't know what to say back. I was like, "I thought you just needed help, bro." But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the end of the day, y'all saving man lives because fentanyl's rampant right now. Mm -hmm. Fentanyl's is fucking rampant. Do you have the machine, by the way, that, that they could test? It's like a computer machine that yeah, you could test uh, it? mass spectrometer. Yeah, that you could put the drugs in the machine yeah, and it'll so tell you if it's got fentanyl. It's not, we have it. It's not ours, but we have it. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so, so look what was happening, and I'll tell you why we have it. Um, July, we get a call from the 2-5, like, yo, Marcus Garvey is crazy. And I'm like, we're like, yeah, we know. Like, we're in there all the time. They're like, nah, but there's fatal overdoses happening overnight. Damn. So I'm like, we're like, fuck. All right. Right away, we launched a six, like my team, 6 a.m., a 6 a.m. crew I put together, three guys right away. Right now, it's at five. Um, immediately, they start intervening in overdoses at six in the morning in Marcus Garvey. There's, they found out that there was a huge, like, 30-person encampment. Yo. Wow. And and no, by 9 a.m., by, by the time we were previously getting out, 9 a.m., no signs of that encampment. We're like, what you mean there's an, an encampment? Like, nah, we're in there every day. Yeah, lo and behold, there was, right? So um, we're like, what's up with these overdoses, right? Day two, my man sees somebody in the, in the, in the corner smoking crack, right? My man went into a like a, a fentanyl overdose. Like he went he he went down and clenched up off of crack. Damn, you, that's wow. not something you never see that ever. And crack, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know people who smoke crack, they've been smoking crack forever. Yeah. Like, like maybe smoking <laughs> yeah, for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, they're right? running around crazy. So yeah. like, imagine you you somebody who's doing that, and then you just hit that, you hit your glass, and then you go down like that. Luckily, my staff was there to see that, and they knew they were like, "Yo, he's clenched up. That shit got Fetty in it." So they hit him with a Narcan, whatever, and they brought him back. We collected that bag, the, uh, the sample from, from the bag that he used. We called DOH because we have a lot of uh, city Department of Health contracts. Mm -hmm. And they sent somebody over to test the supplies, right? So, And, of course, from the OPC, we can collect, collect samples, too, because people come with pre-obtained uh, substances. And, you know, if, if whoever experienced overdose will be like, all right, I'm going to just grab this bag. I'm going to, you know, put it in the kit, and then we'll get mm -hmm. it tested. OPC, what is that? Uh, uh, overdose Prevention Center. Got That's the, mm -hmm. the consumption room. Got it. Just so um, I can get all the acronyms yeah, there. Yeah, and, and, and stop me if, if I, because there's a lot of acronyms. I'll be like, yeah, 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 sorry about that. You need an acronym for your title. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, oh, oh, trust me, I, I have one. It's DCII. 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 Direct the Community Impact. Initiative. Initiative and Impact, yeah. So, like, when I'm writing my reports and shit, I'll be like, G. <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't writing all the words. And, and when yeah. you said the two five, that's the, the precinct. precinct. Yeah, the twenty fifth precinct. And, and and the Marcus Garvey's obviously the park. And, and, and in Harlem, right? Yeah. So, um, as a as a result of that, so uh, the precinct calls you to tell you, yo, there's, there's this overdoses oh, happening wow. in the park. Wow. So we we respond. We we gather that 
this this particular sample came back twenty percent fentanyl of uh, on a crack. Damn. Oh, crack. Wow. A crack yeah. on, a, on, a, Damn. on a crack bag. Yeah, that's wild. So then we've been tested since August. What, what's the metric? How, like, if people can can people intake fentanyl? My bad. My awareness with this is very yeah. very non-existent actually and very limited. But when, when it comes to fentanyl, because what is fentanyl to begin with? Like, what is it? Fentanyl is a synthetic opioid. Okay. Yeah. So it's some shit so that like a thousand times yeah, stronger than than, 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 than opioid. Yeah. That yeah. was yeah. originally used for medicinal purposes. Yeah, yeah. Purposes. It was like a um, what was it not a painkiller? What was it a um? Yeah, a painkiller, pain yeah, right? Yeah, it was yeah. a painkiller. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So people would take fentanyl via hospitals for painkillers. Yeah. yeah. So it's a so like through drip, mm. like yeah. an IV, oh. a fentanyl drip. Real? Okay. Like, like a very small dose. You know what I'm saying? Just pure uh, fentanyl. Yeah. yeah. But it's prescribed and, right, and regulated. Right, right. So By low it's doses. Not, it's right. not the like that. bullshit that's in the street. Yeah. Got yeah. it. And so, motherfuckers, to get you at a higher level of pain reduction, like, when people take fentanyl, it's to, like... A, so, uh, on the street level? Yeah, on the street level. So, people weren't really taking fentanyl on purpose. Like, mm. these are mostly... Most of the fentanyl users are people who were heroin users. Mm -hmm. And because the street heroin supply has been slowly contaminated with fentanyl across the United States, across mm -hmm. the board. So they're just lacing that shit with it's it. All, mm -hmm. yeah. It's all, yeah. So now there's not, we be testing the, the heroin for heroin because it'd be mostly <laughs> fentanyl. <laughs> yeah, wow. So to find fentanyl and crack is different. That, like, it's just like a whole different So now, now they put it in that shit. So like, so wow. little by little, all the heroin users in New York or you know even across across the country have, have succumbed to fentanyl just because it's wow. in the supply. Yeah. It's wow. not by, it hasn't not really by been choice. by Maybe there are instances that it happened by choice uh -huh. where people are like yo, I want some sh that other shit like yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying but like mostly it's been like yo you know by default really. mm. yeah yeah that's crazy yeah. man so that's why that's why it looks like the like the 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 human condition the, the deterioration is mm -hmm. is worse because mm -hmm. it's a different drug and it's not even it's by default it's not mm -hmm. even by, on purpose so, wow. yeah. so that's all right so okay so you go to the park it's 6 a.m you see the 30 person encampment you what is the first thing you say to these brothers like how how do you approach them how does that work i mean if you don't mind so, me asking like, now the, the approach has to be compassionate you feel me like uh, like I said, they're the way they've been treated historically. And of course, like, you know, visible branding, um, you know, you got to identify yourself as make sure you people know you're not police or that right. you're not there to hurt nobody. No right? So um, people are like our people are in survival mode. Right. Every yeah. day, yeah. every day. Like so we come with food. We come with clothing. We come with clean supplies for them. Um, the, those first two days, it was like. It's like six in the morning. Where we, you know, why are we gonna wake them up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nowhere to send them to. Yeah, exactly. So the man, get up. Yeah, it's like, yo, bro, wake up. Wake me up, bro. What the fuck? Like I was asleep. Yeah, I just fell asleep. Yeah, imagine. So they come back and they're like, yo, boss, like we. 
what, what are we going to do about that? So I go to my boss, and I'm like, yo, what are, we, what are we going to do about that? That's a good point. So then they put together a team, 6 a.m. team right away to open the overdose prevention center and the drop-in center. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they, they've been rocking since August with that in, wow. Harlem, in Harlem. And I've been really, really trying my best to bring that to the heights as well, but we... We haven't like the, the the staffing in the heights is different because we're open on weekends and mm-hmm. um, you know there's just like you know people got kids and families and stuff like that so they they can't change what their commitment is um, but we're working on that still and it's it's been it's been one of the challenges but um, on the on the other tail end of that is that I have been able to have my team go out in the heights at six a.m. as well um, just you know just to, as a touch point service touch point um you know clean clean up the schools earlier mm. um touch touch down on the subways earlier as well mm. um because again my heights team is small too so they need that you know that six to eight thirty mm-hmm. to touch down with the schools and the subways before that rush hour right okay. like that's right, like right. so mta you you know they ping ponging that back and forth <laughs> they're not gonna do it yeah. so right. we we're the ones we're gonna we're gonna take the onus but you know it would it would it would be great to get some some donations or yeah. funding. Um, funding is where, funding is. Where do you guys a, get funding? F- like where, number one, where do you take donations at? So I can put it on the. So our our website onpointnyc.org, where um, has an, an active donation link. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, those donations will go directly to the the operations of the overdose mm-hmm. prevention center. Right now, they're not federally legal, so. They, they can't be run through any of the city or state dollars that we have. So Got it. that's all like pri- um, f- like private foundations and private donations and like fundraising that we do. So right now, currently, all of your funding is... For the o- that OPC program. Got it. Oh, wow. Is, is that. Mm. It's private. For here and this branch? For both. both for, for both Harlem and yeah. here. Oh, Interesting. Wow. And then the rest of the programming, which is like my outreach and public safety... The, the syringe exchange, the programming that happens in the drop-in center, right? We offer three meals a day. We mm. have a shower program. We have mm. a laundry program. We have a case management department that is doing, like, you know, benefit navigation, um, um, housing, like referrals for housing support, referrals for mental health care. Um, we also have a clinic uh, uh, and the holistic program. So our clinic is, is, uh, is actually a Montefiore satellite clinic. Um, but they do uh, Medicaid-assisted treatment um, referrals, bup inductions, which is Suboxone, which is another medication. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're doing wound care, COVID vaccines, Hep A, Hep B vaccines as well, flu shots, right? Um, and basically, just gen- like in general, repairing that cyst, that 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 relationship between. The, the patient and, and the provider as far as the t- general health care system. So the, our clinic staff do a great job at referring our folks to other providers that understand what harm reduction is and implement mm-hmm. it into their work. Um, and, and all of those programs that I just talked about, those are funded with city and state dollars. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to lie. Uh, I, I do outreach for work too. Yeah. Um, yeah, me and my partner do outreach for work. Um, shout out to Loisa Services. That's where yes, I work yeah, at DRS. And I gotta say, bro, it's not an easy task. I, I think I, I think I spoke to someone in, in Lower uh, Eastside Service, Services yeah. about um, building out their outreach team for syringe litter uh, cleanup. Oh, okay, okay, like yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. remember their name, but it was it was it was a, a woman. Okay, because yeah. we got the inpatient, we got an outpatient. Yeah. I work for the outpatient yeah. part, yes. Yeah, so we'll top it up after this and we, sure. we get our each other's information. But to, um, 
Outreach is not an easy task. Not at all. I do it once a week. We do it Mondays, me and my partner. And we hit, um, we hit a lot of spots, but Washington Square Park is like mm -hmm. one of our main spots. Yeah. I did not know Washington Square Park was that bad. Oh, I should yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I was yeah. like, damn, it was that bad. And we used to just go like, hey, you know, with our badges. Hey, my name is Andre. You got That's a badge? Brother job. Hey. Yeah, like we're work badge. So we had it, we had like we gotta be switching up our style because you know we gotta bring like now we used to bring water bottles and shit like that because you know they 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 using drugs, they paranoid at the time. They see these two dudes like who the fuck is this? And you know, once you start talking and breaking it down, what you do is a little easier, but it the 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 approach is it's hard it's yeah. not easy to do outreach like I, that. I, I am trying to gather my wits regarding the 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 psychological approach behind it it is man. not easy yeah because yeah and the language matters a lot and language matters oh, a lot sure. yeah because, like yo rolling up even if you want to talk to him on a casual level like yo what's up and be like yo what's up yeah <laughs> yeah 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 like like you like what i do is like you know as a as a peer advocate, I just go up to them and tell them right away, I'm, hey, 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 yeah, I used to use drugs too, bro. I'm just, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? We got, we here, yeah, motherfucker. We here. So, yeah. yeah, so like, I try to take my story as quick as possible after I say my name so they know that, uh, you know, I, I know what's going on, bro. So it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It, it's, uh, the, the reason I think about it because uh, in the very beginning, when this park opened over here, right? It's thirty million dollar park that they just casually done dropped that, and then out of, no, out of nowhere, you know, it was very, it was like flooded, infested with with heroin users, and I would be tight, man, I'd be like, man, I can't be doing this shit here, and you know, whatever. But uh, I'll be like, yo, guys, y'all mind taking it somewhere else? And I'd be like, ah, where the fuck you want us to go? I'm like, good. And and so and then after that I was then I would walk around them and I'd be like, Hey guys, stay safe, you know, have a good day, have a wonderful day. And I remember this one lady, man, she was fucking deteriorating right in front of me. She was fucked up in the game. She was like laid out on the stairs. And I'm like, stay safe, baby girl, you know. And she's like, yeah, you too, have a nice day. And like, <laughs> you know that raspy yeah, voice yeah, kicks yeah, in. Yeah. And then motherfucker, like, and sometimes I'll be jogging early in the morning, and 7 a.m., that's when they like bouncing, you know, if they sleeping in there and whatnot. And <laughs> I was like, good morning, brothers, you know, have a nice day. They were like, yeah, man, watch out, it's crazy out there. You don't know who be out there, you crazy. And I'm like, damn, man, you telling me to watch out for myself? <laughs> like, the world tells me to be scared of you. Yeah, right? yeah exactly, exactly. Coming exactly. from the raccoons that are out yeah. there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, and, you know, they'd be like, mira, pero, ¿y para dónde tú And so, uh, you know, throughout this journey of casually not, not not accepting the circumstances but trying to say how how can we better and enrich our circumstances because it's not something i tolerate it's not something i i'm, I'm promoting or advocating however i'm fully aware of the challenges and the reasons why people might resort or go through these situations right and so i sympathize i empathize for all of it and I think, you know, what I want to 
what I would like for you to maybe gather for everyone else is how what verbiage should we be using to bridge that gap of awareness? Because I don't want people to think that you're running a crack house anymore. That's not the optics. Right. Like, yeah, like, you know, it, it's, it shouldn't be that way because what you're saying has a lot of words, needs all the acronyms and all that shit. But how can we go about communicating to the general public that what you're doing is not only needed, but it, it helps, mm -hmm. like it legit helps. Absolutely. And transitions people from being on the street to potentially being going into a, a, a roadmap of reintegration into fucking regular life. Like, I mean, not, I, I mean, I, I don't think that using heroin is regular. Like, I don't know, yeah. but <laughs> uh, like, what's the wildest story you got from like, yo, what's the wildest shit you've seen just out of curiosity? I'm sure every day is fucking.